What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I, I, what is that? I, I see Ivan. I see, I see Ivan. Yep. You're the motherfucker that could read like the the the, the shit that ain't spell right. Yeah, on the yeah. Bu- on the bumper stickers yeah. like back in the day, because you knew I all don't that spell shit. right, so I can read. Oh, stuff that shit is that, talking yeah, right to you. Makes sense. It makes sense now. Welcome back to What's Burning, Playing Edition. Let's get right into it. On the radar, presented to you by the DraftKings. Stephen Jackson, what's up with you, baby? Matthew Barnes, what's up, my brother? I can't call it, man. Let's just get right to the action. Our first matchup, we got the Hornets at ten. Versus the Pacers at nine. It's Pacers minus three. The money line is 148. If I'm a betting man, I'm taking the Hornets plus three. What do you like in this year, uh, this one game? Uh, it's a toss-up. I think both teams got, got what they need to get through this round, but I need star power, and I think the Hornets have that. I think LaMelo's going to bring that that uh, factor, and they're going to pull it out. Hornets star power. I'm definitely going with this young, inexperienced, but young, exciting team. I love that LaMelo's back. He brings a whole energy and attitude to that culture. Uh, which I think is needed. My only question is they're top five in the league in turnovers, the Hornets are. Can they handle the bright lights of this with the world watching? They haven't really had that this year. Um, some teams are young and just don't give a fuck and can keep going. Some teams that plays in. I like how solid Indiana is. Sabonis is having a great year. Karis LeVert came back from you know that, uh, that, that, that health issue. He's been balling. Uh, they're a team that is more steady, but I, I still like Charlotte. You can't worry about turnovers because every every time at the end of the season, the top players in the league are always leading the league in turnovers. So you ain't got to worry about that, especially in the playoffs. I ain't mad at that. Next matchup, Jack, we got the Wizards at eight versus the Celtics at seven. It's Celtics minus two. The money line is 129. Uh, I was I, We've been pro-Celtics all season. Obviously, losing Jalen Brown hurts them. Uh, what's your outlook on this, uh, this play-in? I like both teams. Boston is dealing with some injuries, mm-hmm. but um, – I just think the way uh, the Wizards are playing right now, I think they're going to ride it out. Uh, Boston's been going through a lot of adversity, man. They've been up and down. The Wizards are on a high right now. Russ is at his best. Yes. Bill's at his best. Yes. I see them pulling out. Yes. I, like I said, I, I, I've been a fan of – Jason Tatum's one of my favorite players in the league. I've been a fan of them all season, thinking even post-All-Star break they were going to turn the corner. Injuries kept them from that. Um, maybe some other things um, kept them from that. But to me, if you look at it, you know, although Bill is nursing a hamstring, hopefully Bill can be Bill. Um, I think Tatum and Beal kind of cancel each other out. And to mm-hmm. me, who the X factor is, is who on Boston is going to do what Russell Westbrook brings every night, which is a triple-double with 20 points. And shit, he can give you 20 rebounds or 20 assists too. So who's going to match that energy from the Boston side? Oscar Robertson not out there, so I don't see it. 
I don't see it either. So <laughs> I got a, I, I got the Wizards in this game. I'm going to take the Wizards plus the points again. So we took both underdogs with the points, and we'll have to see what happens. Moving on to the Western Conference, we got the San Antonio Spurs at 10 versus the Memphis Grizzlies at 9. It's Memphis minus 3. The money line is 148. Uh, Memphis has been top 10 in defense all season. Again, very young team against Pop, who is the Jedi of the NBA. Uh, what do you like in this game? I never go against Pop for one game. Mm -hmm. I would never go against him for one game. He's a genius. He knows how to make adjustments and put players in position to do things that they haven't done all season mm -hmm. for one game so he can win. Um, I'm not even really looking at his players. I know he's going to have the guys in a position and focus and have the, enough game plan to do what he needs to do to win games. It won't be no individual. Uh -huh. It's going to be a team, team win, and I think Pop going to have him ready for that. See, I thought, Dan, it's crazy you said that because I thought the exact opposite. I thought a series would favor San Antonio. I would mm -hmm. pick San Antonio in a series because, to me, Pop is one of the greatest in-game adjusters right. there is. So I thought one game, anything can happen. Someone get hot. Morant could go for 30. Jared Jackson go for 30. Brooks can go for 30 all on the same night because that's just one game but then you would know next game pop would come back and shut that shit off right so i it's funny we look at it two different ways but i like i like memphis in this game to be honest with you they're young i like their energy i like their all the weapons they have but again it's hard to go against pop and, the, and obviously the homie demar rosen you know uh always love to see him do well so you got to give jaws props though ja has brought this team out of a gutter no question you know what i mean to into this position and he's been mm -hmm. playing well so we yeah. can't count him and he's either. all yeah he's all around too so i love the I, I, like i said this playing I, I love the playing shit i understand as a player it could be frustrating but as a fan which we are now i just think it adds that much more excitement leading in to the playoffs but uh we'll get there who we got next all right, man, next up, we got the Golden State Warriors at eight, plus at the number seven, Los Angeles Lakers. It's the Lakers minus six and a half. The money line is minus 265. Lakers have been riddled with injury. The Warriors are playing great basketball right now. Jack, talk to me about this matchup. Yeah, I, I just, man, it's, it's hard to go against Braun and Very AD, hard. man, at any time against anybody in the world. It's hard, but they kind of beat up. Um, and and the supporting cast has been has hasn't been doing anything, so and Steph has is the MVP to me of this season. He's been playing unbelievable, and they're confident right now. Very uh, one game, an educated guess. I'm going I'm going with Steph right now. Ooh, Just the way he wrote. I'm going with you Steph. heard it here first. I'm going with Steph. Now it, to me it's a it's it's a coin flip. Like you said, at, at if they're healthy, this team's not even in this position. Right. You know what I mean? They're well one or two seed. You know, Bron tweaked his ankle. Uh, last night, although he said he'll be fine, AD's back in rhythm, Schroeder's back. But to me, the biggest difference with this team is AD and LeBron do so much. To me, them coming back, I think they'll be fine, but they're role players that have been mm -hmm. having to step up and take a lot of sh Like Kuzma's been balling and taking a lot of shots. You know, all that shit kind of slows down. So to me, it's the role players again getting adjusted um, to the situation. Man, you took the Warriors over the Lakers in one game. It could be a coin flip. I'm not mad at that pick, to be honest with you. Like Again, seven-game series, I think the Lakers would be too much for the Warriors. Right. I don't think I'm saying anything outlandish there, but one game, it really could be a flip That's of the awesome. coin. And, uh, man, I can't wait to watch the game. It's going to be dope. I also think a, a key aspect to this that I think, although Steph has – always going to take the you know the the spotlight because he deserves it the way he's shooting draymond. you know his, draymond green he, he's going to be the one to kind of you can't stop glue. ad but he he has to stay out of foul trouble lead the referees alone and be in tune to the game because not only does he have to keep ad down 
He's a big facilitator on the mm, offensive huge, side. So huge, huge, he, huge. He has to really be locked in and leave all the other stuff. All alone. the Warriors' guns are going to have to be I think we need to call and tell him that, too. We need, I think he need to hear that from us. We'll holler about him yeah. today. We can, once we get off, we go, you know what I mean? He can see us smoking and just give him a little bit of yeah. motivation. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, all the, the Warriors' young guns, this is going to be fun, man. Wiggins, Toscano Anderson, uh, who else? Uh, Poole, he's been mm-hmm. balling. balling. Like, all these boys are going to have to show up, you know. But, like I said, you got two great leaders in, in Steph and Draymond that have been there, Coach Kerr, that staff. So, these young boys are going to be ready to play. Uh, but it's going to be a blast, man. Like, again, this playing is, you know, with, with, I, this is what they picture. They didn't picture these two teams, but they picture this kind of excitement with star power. And we happen to get it with these two yep. teams, so it's going to be good. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our favorite segment of the show. Dun, 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 dun. Fan questions. All right, first question. Thug Nasty, 808. Hind. Yeah. Is it possible for any play-in team to make a run? Any dark horses, we believe, teams this year? Nah, just like Draymond said, you can never uh, duplicate uh, we believe. It was just us, and they don't even they don't even consider themselves as a type of we believe team, which they're not. You know what I'm saying? They they are champions. So, um, if any team would be that, it would be Charlotte having the having a, the star of that team a rookie. I think if they can do something dramatic and and, and knock some walls down and do something special, I think it'd be them. I think you forgot one team. The Lakers are a playing team. Yeah, but I you're not counting the, them. No. Because like to me, they're they're going to be a playing situation, and and they and they can very easily win a championship. Golden State, I, it's going to be tough if Golden State in Utah if it ends up one eight. Well, they said dark horse. I mean, the Lakers are kind of dark right now. Not that dark. <laughs> you never get that dark long as you yeah. got LeBron. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> 
No, let's go. Yeah, good, good point. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't see anyone really. To be honest with you, I don't. Outside the Lakers, I don't really see a a, a playing team making a significant run. I wouldn't be surprised if some of them, one of them or two of them, made it to the second round, though. Right, I agree. Next question: Grind underscore one two four. Wizards are in the play-in. How far do you guys think they can go? Also, should the Wizards start looking for a new coach? Who's their coach? Scott Brooks. Scott Brooks. I like Scott Brooks. I don't know enough about him to talk bad about him. Do you? The best coach for Russell Westbrook. They know each other. Russ is at his best with him. I like that. And the the Wizards did a great job by getting the coach there first, then bringing Russ. They did a great job. I think Russ is going to finish his career there as long as that coach is there. Um, So to answer your question. Yeah, uh, they're going to have an early vacation. Yeah, I I think if, yeah. Yeah. I I think it's. Enjoy this next game. To me, I, I I think they take pride in the process because they were literally in the gutter, you know, worst worst record in the league if I'm not mistaken, or you know, top two or three worst record in the league, and Russ grinded the whole time through mm-hmm. a quad injury. Brad Beal was banged up a little bit, but like I said, you said earlier, these dudes are playing good basketball at the right time. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I would expect them to, to to definitely get in there, but you know, you're going against Goliath after that. So we wish you the best. Yep. Ice, I, what is that? I see Ivan. I see Ivan. Yep. You're the motherfucker that can read like the the the, the shit that ain't spelled right. Yeah. On the yeah. Bu- on the bumper stickers yeah. like back in the day, because you knew I all that shit. I don't spell right, so I can read oh, stuff that, shit is that talking yeah, right to you. Makes sense. It makes sense now. I see Ivan. Matt Barnes, what are your favorite top five plays of yours? My favorite was your half court game winner versus Detroit. Man, I hit a bit, couple big we believe shots. Um, yeah, I don't really, I don't really uh, think about shit I'm like that. I'm gonna give you one. Uh, I, one of my top, one of my favorite plays. You hit a big three in the play, uh, in, in, against Dallas, in Dallas, on the road, yeah. game yeah. one. And back in Golden State, too. Yep. One of my favorite plays was when uh, DeAndre dunked on Brandon Knight and I jumped up and ran down the court. Yeah, I put that in one of my favorite plays. So over the top. It was unbelievable, bro. Yeah. I heard his shoulder blades hit the ground that night and people were already <laughs> screaming. So imagine how hard he had to hit the ground. I just didn't want to be questioned in the murder. I was out of there. Maniti underscore. What was Stack's best moments with Tim Duncan while playing with him and the same and the same for Kobe with you, Matt? I'll go first. Uh, Tim Duncan was great, man. To have a person who's now in the Hall of Fame, uh, to me the best power forward ever, mm-hmm. uh, to have the confidence in me to pass me the ball in the clutch moments of championship Thanks, games yes. and, you know, just believing in me and t- telling Pop to start me, you know, 12 games into my second season into the NBA, it just it, it meant a lot for me because you don't have stars – that automatically draw close to you when you come into the league and also have confidence in you to tell the head coach they want you on as in the starting lineup. So for Tim Duncan to do that for me and give me the name, uh, call me the ultimate teammate, uh, I forever hold him in high regard. That's dope. That's dope. I think Tim Duncan might be like the most mysterious, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but no, mysterious right. superstar because he just don't hear him talk. He doesn't really do interviews. He's very to himself. Obviously, I only got to play against him as an opponent, but, yeah, you're right, greatest power forward ever. Um so um, me for Kobe, I just think, kind of think our journey to where we got, you know, I mean, from, like I said, you know, me and admiring him when I was in college, where I'd see him work out and play, um, to playing against him, always excited to do that, to our little altercation, to us becoming teammates, you know, to him calling me up and, you know, anyone crazy enough to fuck with me is crazy enough to play with me. Um, and then once we became teammates, just becoming brothers and really fucking with each other off the court and, you know, him being instrumental in the boys' life and that kind of stuff. So my my my, my Kobe memories are obviously the basketball stuff was great and had a good time, but really kind of just the impact he made uh, in my boys' life. Shauna, 24-24. How serious are the talks of you and Matt maybe getting in the ring with Ocho Cinco on Floyd's pay-per-view? I didn't know there was talks. I've never heard that in my life. And, it, and you ain't going to hear it. 
Yeah. I don't have, listen, I don't have a fighting bone in my body right now. I don't want no beef or no smoke with nobody. The only thing I'm fighting is the bank. <laughs> and I'm punching the mess out of it. I'm winning. Yeah, so man. I ain't fighting nobody but the bank. I think people have to understand, like, boxing and fighting are two different things. Right. Two different things. I mean, motherfuckers can fight good and then people can box good. You know what I mean? Like. We've been people who have fought our whole lives. Not that we're proud of, but it's just we've been fighting. That's, but that's what people don't understand. Like, yeah. I've, we've been in real fights our whole life. Yeah. I've shot at somebody in real life. Yeah. So I don't want to have no problems with nobody for the rest of my life. I'm in, we're in a good space. Yeah. Yeah, we win and we win in awards and stuff like that. I ain't never done nothing like this before. Stay out of my way, bro. Trying to fuck up the church's money. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, so I guess that's the answer right there. Nope. Answer's no. <laughs> Make sure you check us out Thursday. May 20th as we dropped the Jeremy Lin episode. He had a great sit down with me and Jack last week, man. Mm -hmm. uh, opened up my eyes to a lot of new things. Uh, very in deep, intelligent dude. Yep. You guys will definitely enjoy this. So check out this teaser. What are your thoughts on just kind of where we are as a country and in and, and this particular incident that can continue to happen? When police brutality was happening, like at the height of the, the, the uproar, when Black Lives Matter, you know, all that, all those situations, like it mattered to me, but it didn't hit home. Like this one is hitting home right now with Stop Asian Hate. And I'm not saying that it has to be a perfectly equal experience, but I am saying like, I even learned a lot from like, hey, I need to have more empathy. If we could all start with learning a little bit more or, or talking a little bit less, or judging a little bit less, I think we'd be mm. in a much, much better place. You said it perfectly. It's just like, you know, I understood and I supported the Black Lives Matter movement, but it didn't register with me like these Asian hate crimes do. You know what I mean? So I think until everyone open up and have that collective understanding and dialogue, we'll probably stay stuck in this neutral position. And this is the sad part. When I came over, all I knew, all I knew about, you know, African-Americans was what Hollywood told us. And so, you know, for me, it was like every time, uh, you know, when we were growing up, you know, my parents, it would be like, if they're, if they're, if a black person was walking on the street, it'd be like, Oh, lock the door. Right. Like that's all we knew. That's all we saw. It wasn't until I started playing. Once I got to elementary school, I had a lot of black teammates. Once I got to middle school, high school, I had a ton of black teammates. And then I started going to, you know, East Palo Alto to picking them up. And then they became like lifelong friends. And then all of a sudden, just by pure exposure, my, my perspective and my parents' perspective completely changed. And it all came from exposure because you actually took a little bit of time to step in someone else's shoe, mm. shoes. And that's what basketball has done for me is just put me in this middle ground where like, man, I've experienced certain things from, from black players or black teammates that like, I'm like, that really hurt me. And then like on the flip side, I also know that I've been a part of problem, even what the, the, the things and the stereotypes that I've had about certain people like before I actually got to know them. And that ha that that healing has to happen through dialogue and through empathy. You were recently called uh, the coronavirus when you were playing in the G League. But I like the road you take. You didn't necessarily call the players out in public. I think if I'm not mistaken, you had a conversation with them and you guys sat down and had, you know, had talks. But what was that like just to kind of that kind of energy coming towards you on the court again. I was like, I'm not saying the name because I don't want this dude like having to deal with racist, like that's what I'm saying, the anti-blackness and stuff like that is like, so if, if we're upset about certain racist 
things happening, word we're going to do turn around, be racist. Like that just doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter what race you are. Like that's not solving the issue. So the whole point is about building awareness and then building up and learning how we can heal and go in the right direction. And, and so for me, having the conversation with the player in the G League, we actually spoke and had a great conversation. He was like, I've been in the bubble, man. I don't know anything about what's been going on. I haven't been on social media. I'm just trying to get into the NBA. And then he's like, it wasn't until that that I started looking up all these things that are happening to the Asian American community. I'm so sorry, man. Like I didn't know it was like that. And then I shared some stuff, but it was just, that was real. We really learned from each other and our perspectives changed. Um, and, and that's why, you know, I went that route. I commend you, bro, because like you said, the conversation has to be had. And that's the only way we're going to make any type of way and get to where we're trying to go because we're all trying to get to the same place of equality. Mm -hmm. A lot of people should never get to the point where it's happening to their own race to take other people's plight serious if you care about the other race. You got to reteach what we was taught. We got to reteach people. We got to change the narrative because we can stand together. We all can stand in the same room and respect each other. But a lot of people wasn't taught that. We got to reteach people. The 2021 Basketball Hall of Fame class was announced. Jack, I'm going to read the whole list and then we could talk about our particular folks. Uh, first and foremost, Paul Pierce, Chris Weber, Chris Bosch, Bill Russell is a coach. My former Kings coach, Rick Adelman, Yolanda Griffin, Ben Wallace, shout out Ben, Jay Wright, Lauren Jackson, Tony Ku coach, Cotton Fitzsimmons, and Howard Garfinkel, the five-star camp legendary director. Um, we got some folks on that. Obviously, Paul Pierce is the homie. Bosch, I was really happy about C. Webb. You know, like I said, I, you know how important he is in my life. Big brother, big uh, mentor of mine. So for him to get the nod. Uh, ben Wallace, HBCU college player. Who stands out to you on there? It's Ben. Uh, I knew Paul and Chris both deserved it. And I, I had a good feeling they was going to get in. They definitely deserve it, Chris Bosch and uh, Chris Webb and Paul. But for, for Ben Wallace to be the first undrafted player to be in the Hall of Fame, mm. that's, that's, that's everything. Four times you know what I mean? I, I almost was undrafted. I was the second to last pitch to mm. the draft. So for him to be a Hall of Famer, that says a lot. And, uh, you know, we got history with everything, with the bra and all that. So I'm happy for him. And uh, uh, he definitely deserves it. Yes, I mean, it's, it's the pinnacle. We just came off. Obviously, the 2020 class was just introduced this past weekend. Arguably one of the greatest classes ever. So caps off to the 2021 uh, class. Best of luck. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention too, man. Robert Ory needs to be a Hall of Famer, man. Oh, man, that's a no-brainer, Big bro. shot, Bob. Seven rings. Mo Cheeks in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Fuck him. Robert Ory definitely needs to be in the Hall of Fame. I man. got so more points scored in my career than Mo Cheeks. Um, and Rasheed Wallace, Rasheed needs to get in there. Facts. So, yeah. But anyway, you can catch What's Burning every Monday on Showtime Basketball YouTube. And on Twitter and Instagram at Show Basketball. See y'all next week. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.